the road so far. I think this is a really cool talk when it comes to uh, fortitude, just because we had a conversation before we started. Um, I obviously I'm a part of fortitude. I do a lot of the back end stuff when it comes to marketing and social media and stuff like that. Um, so I see some stuff, but obviously I'm not always in the full gist of things, but it's cool from being like an outsider perspective. Um, seeing things change and grow and develop and build and just how that goes. Um, so let's just talk about fortitude and some of the things yeah. that have evolved and some of the things that are going on and what that looks like. Yeah. So first of all, nice to see you, buddy. It's been a little yeah. while. Right. <laughs> I hope the East coast is really nice. You got nice weather right now, right? It's, it's hot. Like it's, oh, okay. It's, we're deep into summer right now. Yeah, but then you get like a super cold winter, don't you? Uh, no. Apparently, the winters are going to be more mild than they are in the Midwest because oh. we're right we're right next to the ocean. Okay. So it will still get cold, um, colder, but we won't get as much snow accumulation. Oh, and so it'll be nice. yeah, it'll be a little bit more mild because uh, the ocean keeps it warm. I'll be I'll be excited to hear how that is because I'm a big eh on this the winter times. Yeah. I was listening to, um, to Rogan talk about winters and especially winters in Boston mm -hmm. and like winters in the Midwest are very similar, right? Not, maybe not like as, um, as like awful because they're close enough to the ocean, but far enough away to where they can get just entirely dumped on. Oh yeah. But the Midwest does have some i remember growing up there there were some brutal winters Dude, yeah. and the point that he was making is that it helps like it creates a different type of person it really does it, it the, the winters here like when i when we get like like lakers or visitors or whatever it is throughout the winter times and they're just like it's so cold here i was like it's like it's honestly not that bad like yeah <laughs> well just thinking about like I remember when I used to work in the trailer factory, waking up at four o'clock in the morning mm. or three 30 and having to shovel yourself out of the driveway yeah. and shovel off your car and do all of that. Like just to go to work. Oh yeah. It creates yeah, a different type of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's, it creates a different type of person and a different um, like thought process versus somebody who's like, it's 75 and sunny all the time. All the time. Yeah. I know like people like who like live in Florida, like talk about like 50, 60 degree weather. Like this is chilly. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, this is yeah. summertime. <laughs> it, it's amazing how fast you adapt to the environment too. Yeah. Like people who originally from, you know, Michigan snowbird down into Florida and then they become intolerant to anything below 60 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. So road so far. Yeah how far back do we want to go like birth or earth um <laughs> the birth i mean yeah let's start with birth and just give like a rough outline of like the journey so far and then as we get closer within the recent years we can get a little bit deeper into some stuff but okay. yeah let's start from the beginning so fortitude strength essentially started in january of 2015 um how it started was I had started coaching at a CrossFit gym called CrossFit Pursuit in Coldwater, Michigan. 
I had been coaching for around six months when the owner at the time, Nate, the guy who I we ended up buying the gym from, called me up, asked me to meet him at Buffalo Wild Wings. Heck yeah. Met him at Buffalo Wild Wings for a couple. We were like really into ciders then. <laughs> so having a couple angry orchards, because apparently, you know, they're, it's not beer, so it's better for you. Right. <laughs> okay. So a couple ciders in, he turns and looks at me and says, I'm either something, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm either going to close the gym or I'm going to sell it to you. What would you like to do? Yeah. And over the next couple hours, we started to hash out what would eventually become the purchase agreement for CrossFit Pursuit. He mentored me over the first couple of months um, into like how to program, writing the group programming, all of that stuff. And at the time, I brought on two partners to purchase the gym with me. Um, I did that looking back, right? Hindsight being 2020 primarily out of fear. Mm. I was afraid that, well, if I do this by myself and I fail, then I only have myself to blame. So if I have some partners, I can spread the workload and alleviate some of that from myself. I was, I was 24, 25 at the time. So a much different stage of my life. For sure. Over the next, you know, we'll call it uh, four years. So that would take us to 20. So January of 2015 was our first month of operations as Fortitude Strength and Conditioning, the home of CrossFit Coldwater. Talk about a mouthful. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's quite the name. <laughs> so from the jump, we created it as Fortitude Strength and Conditioning because we always wanted to have, well, one, the only gym name I ever wanted was Fortitude. Because of what it means, one's ability to overcome adversity with grace and courage. Like that was on the back of the first ever shirt. And Fortitude CrossFit was already taken. So when you apply for an affiliate, you have to apply it like you get to choose a name. If that name is already taken or something similar. So I believe the one that was already taken was CrossFit Fortitude and not Fortitude CrossFit. Uh, so they're like, name's already taken, bro. Sorry. So we went with CrossFit Coldwater. We always wanted to have the strength and conditioning part because we believed that it became an umbrella that allowed us to do things more than just CrossFit. Mm. So for example, working with the schools, that was a, that became a pillar of what we did working with Coldwater high school specifically became a pillar of what we did, um, over the first seven years. So as Fortitude Strength and Conditioning Home of CrossFit Coldwater, the business that we bought at the time, CrossFit Pursuit, had around 30 members and was making $4,000 a month. It was only covering rent Mm -hmm. and utilities, not much else. Over the next three years, so going into 2018, built that gym up, built that business up, built it up to a position where we could we could hire some staff, pay them a reasonable wage. It wasn't necessarily as much as they deserved. And we were in the building phase. We were also only charging, you know, a, an average of $100 a month. Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, there was only so much money to give. 
Right. Right. In January, or excuse me, in December of 2016, so around two years after opening the facility, my father died. That had a big, profound impact on me, made me realize that. So he died at 59. The big thing that I took away from his death and the big lesson that he gave me there was that this life is short. I was 27 at the time. So if his life was any indication of my own potential future, I was already halfway to my own demise. This life is short. If you want to do something, you have to be, you have to take a risk, go for it. Because mm -hmm. my mindset over the first couple of years and the mindset of my partners was always once the gym starts making enough money, then we'll treat it like a real business. Then we'll go full time. Then we'll lean into this. What we know now and what I know now is that's not how it works. Right. If you want that, you have to give it a full-time um, full effort and energy. It's the old, like, your side hustle will always stay your side hustle nice. until, yeah, unless you make it your main hustle. Right. Um, this is, side note, that's one of the reasons that I do not encourage entrepreneurs in the beginning to have a side hustle. Because mm. it detracts from the thing that you're trying cool. to do. Yeah, that's fair. Right. So, um, six months after my father passed away, I stood on a box after we did Murph at the gym and I let the community know that I was going to be going full-time at the gym. When I went, when I decided to go full-time at the gym over the next six months, my goal was to build it, make it a real business. I started, I hired my first mentoring company, um, gym mentoring. It was called Barbell Business. Um, so Barbell Shrugged. Their, their okay. coach mentoring arm was barbell business. Mm. That was my first gym mentoring company. I couldn't afford them. I was not paying myself so that I could pay them. Um, and over the next six months, the first six months of being a full-time gym owner, I made $11,000. That's not a ton of money. No, that's not even two grand a month, right? It's like 12. 11. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, racked up a ton of credit card debt because I had, I, I had left a job that was $65,000 salary, 40 hours a week, PTO, benefits, insurance, 401k, all of the stuff mm -hmm. to pursue this thing, like my dream. Over that next year, over the next two years, so from 2017 to 2019, built the business up to be a real business, started hiring staff. My partners, um, we had a falling out. We had falling outs for multiple reasons for each one of them. And it really boiled down to, we had a difference in vision. Mm -hmm. What I believed the facility could be and what they wanted the facility to be, were not in alignment. So as we grew, we started to grow apart. And I did not have the leadership skills or the communication skills to, at the time, to notice and do anything about it. So um, we had a falling out. I ended up buying both of them out um, at different points over the next couple of years. 2019, we are the CrossFit affiliate in Coldwater. 120 members averaging, you know, $120 at membership a month, maybe $110 a month. Um, this is when Seth, 
who's the uh, the owner, my co-owner at CrossFit Angola. Mm-hmm. This is when Seth comes into the game. He had started way before that, um, back when we were at our first location. So in 20, uh, the end of middle of like 2015, it was even before that because he did that first open um, there, which was still in February. Okay. Those are crazy pictures, dude. Looking back at those. Yeah, I bet. Uh, Makes you old, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, Seth had been like similar journey, right? So he had started coaching um, for me and for us there. And him and I had had this harebrained idea one night when we got drunk um, three years before this to open up our own gym, to open up CrossFit Angola. Because he's from Angola, always wanted that, like to take that to his community. Uh, down there. So 2018, get him in a position where he can leave his job at the sheriff's department, become my head coach at Fortitude CrossFit Angola with the intention of opening CrossFit Angola at the beginning of 2019. So our affiliate actually started in December of 2018 in Angola. That's where the established 2018 comes from. We opened for operations in January. 2019, we decide to um, get involved with a company called Active Life. We got involved with Active Life to help us grow the personal training arm of the business because we realized that for both locations, if we only did group class, we we were stifling our own ability to make impact or income. And uh, for for the professionals, for the coaches, for ourselves, everything. Only doing group class does not allow us to serve the the type of people who need something more. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have the skill set to do that yet. We didn't have any assessments. We didn't know, like, basically personal training at that point looked like you're going to work with a coach one-on-one and do the group class programming. That was personal training. We added in some like personal aspects of it, but it was really just one-on-one time to go through what everybody else was going through. Right. Go through 2019. Um, we had, we were a year into um, CrossFit Angola being open. Fortitude is hiring new staff members. Um, 2020 decide for Fortitude that CrossFit specifically is no longer in alignment with who we are or who we want to be or where we want to go. Um, and we'll get into the reasons why that was true then. For sure. So we decide, we decide to de-affiliate. We de-affiliate, lean into our own brand, which is Fortitude Strength. And over the last two years, so we're in what, July, the end of July of 2022, mm-hmm. puts us around two years plus from our de-affiliation from CrossFit at Fortitude. Right. That we um, create, like we created our own programming structure. We started, we started to do more of the things that we said that we wanted to do, right. Which is help a specific kind of person um, create a programming structure that they, that they need, which does not look like constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity. The reason for that is CrossFit's really great at helping people evolve their fitness. So you and I are great candidates for CrossFit. We're previous athletes. We want to maximize our physical expression. My mother 
is not a great candidate for CrossFit. She can come to my gym, either one of my gyms, and I know that she's well taken care of. And we will customize the workout around her. But I would not, and I the reason I would not do this is because I have and it did not work well. I would not refer her to, to another CrossFit affiliate somewhere else. Right. That speaks to a problem. I wouldn't do that because when I did that, her shoulder started irritating her. The coaches there did not have the, the, the education, the tools, the capacity to create meaningful solutions for her. They wanted her to fit into their mold, which was everyone's doing a version of the same thing. Oh, it bothers you to snatch with a barbell? Let's try a dumbbell. Oh, it bothers you to snatch with a dumbbell? Let's try a clean. Oh, it bothers you to clean? Well, uh, shit. I guess let's do a dumbbell deadlift. You good with that? Okay, cool. Part of the problem with that model is the constraints of like the, uh, of the structure, right? So if we go back to there's 20 people in class and it's a 60 minute class, every person gets three minutes of your time. If you're an excellent coach. Yeah. That's it. If you have someone like my mother, me, you, and then 17 other people, my mother's going to need way more than three minutes. Mm -hmm. I might not need any of your time, but I still deserve it because I'm paying you. So the coach then gets hamstrung by the confines of the structure for that type of person. Right. Now, if we start on the front end and we say, hey, we only want to help people or most of the people that we want to help are the people who want to evolve their fitness. They already have a higher training age. They're probably previous athletes. Like they did this in high school. They want to reclaim their athleticism. Go do CrossFit. If you are 50, 40, 50, 60, you've never been an athlete. Like a commercial gym scares the shit out of you because you think everybody's going to be watching you. Not only that, you have no idea what all of these torture devices are. I mean, machines. <laughs> you are very, it's very unlikely that you're going to walk into a CrossFit affiliate. Right. Because of your preconception about what that means and who that's for. So that gets us around now. Okay. Well, actually it gets us a couple months before now. So we're fortitude strength. We're our own brand. We're creating our own programming structure. April. Um, so I guess the conversation would have started in March. The company that we had hired to mentor us, Active Life, knew that the owner specifically knew that I didn't want to live in cold water for the rest of my life. It's nothing against cold water. It's just not where I want to die. I've always believed that cold water is the type of place that people leave and they come back to when they want to start a family. Sure. Michigan, it's, it's also, it's not home for me, but it's pretty close. And when I, and this goes, this is my belief structure, right? So I understand that these are my things. And again, this is the whole, it's nothing against cold water piece. When when we were, when I was a senior in high school, we had to do like communications class. We had to do senior speeches. 
Oh yeah. And mine, mine started off with, I hope you guys got enough of me in high school because you'll never see me at another reunion or you'll never see me at a reunion. Yeah. I never imagined myself being back in Coldwater, Quincy, that branch County area. Mm-hmm. But I made decisions that brought me back there. I came back for a girl. My father got sick. I bought a business and I felt like I had created a prison of my own device. I love the people. I do not love the area. Um, so the owner of this company knew that I had an ambition to get out of that area, offered me a job mentoring other gym owners. As I evolved through my um, like entrepreneurial career, I started as a coach who figured out how to run a business. I kept my coaching identity for a very long time. I kept it for seven years. Like I I coached on the floor at one point in time, you know, in this building phase, I was the guy. I wanted to be the face of fortitude strength. I wanted you to think of fortitude strength and you knew that you were being taken care of because Cody was going to be there to take care of you. I realized as I matured that that decreased my ability to make meaningful impact on people. Okay. Because if I, as a human being can impact 150 people, that's my cap. If I'm directly coaching 150 people, that's the level of impact that I can make. Right. But if I take one step up and I start to train coaches, professionals, so you, Seth, Ken, Jess, Steve, I now have five people who can impact 150 people. Mm-hmm. Reach becomes now I'm impacting 750 people. I think oh. that's right. <laughs> Close enough. No. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Um, five times 150 is 750. Wait, five. yeah, no, 650. No, 600 plus yeah. 150 oh, is yeah. 750. 650 or 750, damn it. I can't wait for this to be the clip. Right. (laughs) So now I can impact 750 people. What if I start to mentor gym owners and they each have a team of five people? Now we're getting into the thousands. Yeah. If I can do, if I can mentor 10 gym owners who can impact five coaches at each of their facilities, 150 times 50. Like now we're talking about some impact. Mm -hmm. So that is my, one of my personal evolutions. That's where my heart is at right now is helping staff. So at both of the facilities, helping you guys create the life, the, the professional impact and income that you want. Because for you to stick around in this industry, which by the way, averages paying coaches $19 an hour, you have to be paid more than that. Right. That's a really great summer job for somebody in college Mm -hmm. and a really shitty job for somebody who wants to buy a house, buy a car, start a family. For sure. So... 
my mission over the last by a part of my mission by taking this role with active life and moving to long beach is to help professionalize the fitness industry that includes uh, making sure that coaches are being compensated appropriately making sure that people are creating the facilities that they want mm -hmm. the mission the vision values of what they of what they want versus um, being reactive so it's proactive versus reactive yeah um after I accepted the mentoring position, an opportunity presented itself here in Long Beach to, um, to run operations at Active Life's first brick and mortar corporately owned facility. I was asked if I would like that position. I said yes, because it allows me to gain insight and education into how to do this better at Fortitude. So now I can learn a bunch of lessons, communicate with Jess, who's the operator at Fortitude and Steve, and we can negate some of the, like the growing pains because I'm already making them here. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You're learning the lessons and as you do, you're communicating them to help develop Fortitude even more. Right. So I believe that brings us pretty close to now. Yeah. So when we look at this, so as you mentioned, that is um, obviously one of the bigger evolutions that's recently happened. Um, you're now on the good old East Coast where all the yeah. fishies live. Um, yeah. Dude, was, I talked I talk to, uh, I talked, not to cut you off, I apologize, but, yeah, but I talked yeah. to, I talked to Mark England yeah. and um, uh, who's the pro, like everybody who's listening, he's the words guy, the vocabulary guy. But I told him that we moved, uh, we moved to the East Coast. And, um, you know, we're, we're, so Long Beach is what is actually a barrier island to Long Island. Okay. That's what I always thought. I couldn't remember what island it was or beach. I knew it was like somewhere around that area. <laughs> yeah. Long Beach is a barrier island. So it's its okay. own island that has a bridge to Long Island. Oh, sweet. So you're on an island? Yes. So nice. Long Beach is only three miles long and one mile wide. Oh, oh, it's kind of, yeah, it's like a little tiny, that's not that It's a little barrier island. Yeah. Yeah. It's like crazy. a, it's like a glacial barrier island. Huh. Okay. Um, so when I was talking with Mark England about this, I told him where we were moving and that we were only, you know, a mile either direction from the beach. And he goes, bro, you know, there's sharks in those waters. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> It's the, uh, what, Atlantic or Pacific? Pacific? Atlantic? Atlantic. Yeah, Atlantic, yep. yeah. So, yeah, you got true sharks out there. You go swimming yeah. with them. <laughs> so I learned that one of Mark England's greatest unreasonable fears is sharks. Sharks. I like it. Yep. I like it. I'll remember yep. that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So we've had a long journey that we just discussed so far of how things have uh, grown and developed with fortitude going all the way back to its og roots um some of the changes that's even happened recently with you moving out uh, the east coast to long beach um so when we look at all of this so as you mentioned when you're down there or up there to the east um you obviously are learning new things and you're using those things yeah to the east <laughs> like lateral yeah right um you're using those things to develop and grow fortitude and fortitude even to this day continues to grow and develop um so 
looking at where we're at now, is there any other evolutions or things that you would like to iterate on with Fortitude? If not, what's Fortitude look at? Like, where is it going? Where are we going with Fortitude? Yeah, so one of the main takeaways is that Fortitude in our ambition is to make good on the promise that we started with, which is to help people live a better life outside of the gym. All right. So one of the things that I noticed over the years is that people, when we were a CrossFit affiliate and the reason it, the reason that I keep using that as the example is that's my, background. That's my history. That's my, like my level of experience and understanding. If we used to be an orange theory, I would be using that. Right. For sure. If we used to be boot camp, I would use that. One of the things that I noticed is that our ambition in that, in that model was to, it was always to help people live a better life outside of the gym. Mm -hmm. But what ended up happening as a byproduct of the methodology as of our focus is that people started wanting to get better at things inside of the gym that potentially hurt their ability to live life outside of it. Right. For example, right. Um, if the workout was something that you knew as a client, you knew was going to irritate your back because every time you did wall balls and deadlifts, your back blew up. You would still do that workout because that's what was written. Mm -hmm. If you knew that you, I, I still remember, um, we were practicing handstands, like kicking up into a handstand. Mm -hmm. And there were people, multiple people in that session who had absolutely no business attempting to kick up into a handstand. They didn't have the strength. They didn't have the skill set. They just, they had never done it. And they allowed themselves to get coerced into it mm -hmm. by someone else who was in the group with them. And I would come around and go, I, this is not a good idea. I don't think that you should do this. And no, 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 I got it. I got it. Attempt to kick up. Elbows buckle, land on your head. Oh, yeah. Good times. That person's now embarrassed. They're potentially injured. They had a bad experience. Whatever happens next is not positive for them. That person now becomes more likely down the road whether it be in a day, a week, a month, or even a year, that person becomes more likely to cancel their membership and not get the help that they need because they came to us to solve a specific problem. Lose weight, get out of knee pain, um, feel more confident. And we told them that the best way to solve your specific problem is a general prescription doing the same thing as everyone else, maybe slightly tailored, right? Even though we're customizing a group, we were, we were 
customizing things, right? So again, you don't have capacity to do a barbell snatch. Let's try a dumbbell snatch. How does that feel? Pretty good. Okay, got it. You're still doing 21-15-9. You and me might be great with that. Like we need to go a 10 out of 10. We need to get that, that experience, that feeling, right? And we're going to have positive, positive adaptation. My mother, the, the 50-year-old woman who needs to lose 60 pounds, 21-15-9 is not an effective prescription for that person. Because if we're talking about intended stimulus, that workout is meant to be fast. It's meant to be a burner. It's meant to be three to five minutes. Right. They don't have the strength, the capacity, um, or the training age to be able to complete that in that allotted time with that level of intensity. So she now takes 10 minutes to do that workout, does not get the intended stimulus, feels bad, like she's a failure doing something wrong because she's done four minutes after everyone else. Everyone else in the group is sitting around looking at her, waiting for her to finish. Mm -hmm. Like, good job, Cheryl. You're crushing it. And she potentially just stops and says, I'm done. I'm, I'm done for today without actually finishing it mm -hmm. because she feels so embarrassed. Not only that, maybe she does not like in, in the hierarchy of movements, a dumbbell snatch is not the most effective thing for her to be doing. But that's the methodology. Right. So we're confined by that. It does not allow that type of person to get what they need. So what if we take a more prescriptive approach? And what I mean by that is we do only the things that you should be doing based on your limitations, your strength, your goals. What if you still have a common class time or session time where you can still be there with your friends and still get the social interaction? And that entire hour is just for you. It's custom for you. You're warming up how you need to warm up. You're doing any strength work that you need to do. And maybe that's it. Maybe based on you, your goals, your limitations, you do not need to be doing any conditioning. Mm -hmm. Cool. Let's get in. Let's accomplish the goals that you set out to accomplish. Get out so that you can live a better life outside of the gym. Mm -hmm. Going back to the original goal. That's, that's what I envision us doing. It's, it's making the, the individual solution. Yeah. The main thing rather than a thing that we also do. For sure. When we were, a, when we were a CrossFit affiliate, we also offered individual design and personal training. We also offered custom solutions, but our main thing was always group. Mm -hmm. So true or not in the mind of the, of the, of the person that we were working with, the end goal was always to get to group. 
That was the higher level. It was like, it was like being a seafood restaurant that also offered steak. Like, yeah, we can cook you up a pretty good steak, personal training, individual design, custom solutions, mm -hmm. but it's not really what we do excellently. If you want the best oysters, come here. That's group class. We want to only be a steakhouse. We want to offer the best steak cuts, period. We're not interested anymore in being a steakhouse that also offers pasta, that also makes sushi, that also does seafood. We want to do one thing really well. Mm -hmm. No, and I think, uh, like you said, that's a very, it's a very big point because it does get it does get overlooked when it comes like that general fitness or that idea where it's like the methodology. Yes. Like CrossFit, for example. Um, and obviously I'm a CrossFit coach cause I work at CrossFit angle as well. And I coach there and I do all the lovely stuff. So it's, that's the methodology I know, but having my under my education, my understanding, I have a greater knowledge of things. Um, but, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. Right. It's, it's who do you want to work with? Mm -hmm. right when we were a crossfit affiliate the main person that we wanted to work with was the type of person looking to evolve their fitness right that's no, the I... same person that we're looking to work with in angola mm -hmm. um but what i was going with that was the idea that like uh the individualized focus what's so important about it is because you do get people that know they should be doing something different um, and then they bite the, the bigger fruit that they shouldn't quite be biting quite yet, or the ease apple where you want to refer to it. Um, and I like to use flexibility mobility as like the simplest form. If someone can't lift their arm over their head, you absolutely should not be pressing overhead, but you should have that ability and capability because how are you going to put stuff in a shelf? How are you going to do your job if you need to put something overhead? Um, and so that's where like individualized focus, getting the exact prescription of the flexibility, mobility, the strengthening routines, those things are very important. And correct me if I'm uh, wrong, but that's, that's your focus. That's the idea that fortitude is working towards and developing is the idea of the individual giving them the correct prescription and things they should be working on to develop the things that they need, strength, flexibility, mobility, stamina, whatever it may be. Um, so they can live a full and better life outside when it comes to work, when it comes to family, when it comes to everyday life. Correct. Right on, right on. That gave me some, gave me some butterflies. <laughs> I think that's a really great place for us to, to end for today. Absolutely. That gives a cool, like, let's make this a series. Yeah. I think this will be part one. This is, uh, I mean, I do not think this is part one. This is just the overview, the journey so far. And then we'll continue the series. We'll talk about some of the evolutions when it comes to mission, vision, values, and all those things to come. But yeah, we'll, still, we'll end it here for today and we'll rock out another episode in the future. But Cody, it's nice seeing you. Thanks for hopping nice on this episode. You, so I'm glad to get these bad boys rolling again. Um, for those that are tuning in, thanks for listening and watching. As always, don't forget to leave a like and follow for more to come in the future. And we'll see you guys on the next episode.